Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Today is Saturday, July 25th, 2020. On this day in 2019, the remains of a 12-year-old girl were found by construction workers. After DNA testing, police discovered it was Janelle Matthews who had been missing since 1984. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the disappearance of Janelle Matthews, a 12-year-old girl who went missing from her parents' house just before Christmas of 1984. But first, let's go back to July 25, 2019, to an area north of Denver, Colorado, known as Weld County. It was supposed to be just another day on the job. A small crew was out at an oil and gas site in Weld County, Colorado, digging up space for a brand new pipeline that was supposed to be laid in the area. It was hot out and the work was not easy, but not long after they began, they hit something. One of the workers bent down and brushed the dirt away. Perhaps they'd hit a rock or a dead animal or another pipe. But as the object appeared in front of him, the worker found it was something far, far worse. He'd hit a decayed skull. As they dug further, they uncovered more bones, a red blouse, a blue sweater vest, and a skirt. The state of the remains made it clear that the body had been buried for quite some time, and the clothes were old and weathered. The workers quickly called the police and detectives, and the remains were carried away to be tested. Lead police detective Robert Cash was able to run tests on the few remaining teeth and discovered that they belonged to a 12-year-old girl, Janelle Matthews. Janelle had been missing for 34 years. The family and the community of Greeley, Colorado, just 18 miles from the dig site where Janelle was from, were shocked. No one had expected to ever learn what happened to young Janelle, least of all her parents. Talking to Nine News in Denver, Janelle's father called the discovery a miracle. Janelle's parents were finally able to bury their baby girl. The police labeled her death a homicide, but did not disclose if they knew how exactly Janelle had been killed. But by that fall, they did announce that they had a new person of interest in the case. The man's name was Steve Pankey, and he had lived in Greeley, Colorado, around the time of Janelle's disappearance. But years later, he moved to Iowa, where twice he ran for governor 
and lost. Panky claimed he was innocent. He'd been home with his wife and kids the night that Janelle disappeared. But Panky had a history with Janelle, a history that was about to be disclosed. Coming up, the night Janelle Matthews went missing. And now, back to the story. (laughs) On the morning of December 20th of 1984, 12-year-old Janelle Matthews was looking forward to her school choir's performance at a local bank. Janelle and her family lived in Greeley, Colorado, a family-friendly suburb less than an hour's drive from the city of Denver. The Matthews were a family of four. Janelle's mother, Gloria, was visiting family in California the night of the performance. Her father, Jim, was at Janelle's older sister, Jennifer's basketball game. Janelle went to her choir performance with her friend, Deanna Ross. Together with their choir, they lined the staircase of the bank and sang Silent Night, Jingle Bells, and a range of other carols to a packed room. Afterwards, Deanna's father, Russ, drove Janelle home. At 8.15 p.m., he dropped her off in front of her home and watched Janelle go inside. This was the last anyone ever saw of her until 2019. Around 8.30 p.m., a friend of her father's called Janelle to say her dad would be home soon. And at 9.30 p.m., Jim pulled into the driveway to find that the garage door was strangely open. And when he went inside, he found no sign of Janelle. He knew she had been home. The family room had Janelle's TV set up, a pillow and a space heater that was still on. Her father thought that maybe she had just gone out for a bit, with a friend maybe, and that she would be home soon. He wrapped a Christmas present and waited for 30 minutes before his older girl arrived home. Jennifer had not seen Janelle either, so around 10 p.m., Jim called the police to report his daughter missing, and Gloria, Janelle's mother, caught the first plane home. Though there was no forced entry, the cops did find footprints outside the house and believed that someone had been peering through the window. Jim said that if his daughter had run away, she would have left a note. He called her dramatic and said that if she'd been upset, they would have known it. Over the next week, police flooded the Matthews house looking for clues. The town formed a Rescue Janelle Committee, and the family kept Janelle's Christmas presents waiting for her under the tree. But as the weeks went on, police were unable to find any clues. They had no witnesses nor fingerprints. And slowly, the case faded into the background and was left unsolved. Parents in town pulled their kids inside. Everyone was on edge, wondering if Janelle's kidnapper, or as they'd eventually learn, killer, was still out there, waiting for his or her next victim. The Matthews family didn't hold a memorial service for Janelle until 10 years after her disappearance. Eventually, her parents moved away from Greeley and retired in Costa Rica. Her older sister Jennifer married and moved to the state of Washington. When Janelle's remains were found in 2019, Jennifer called the discovery surreal, saying that though it gave their family more closure, it opened up a whole other host of questions. 
the police named Steve Pankey as their main person of interest. At the time of Janelle's disappearance, Pankey and his then-wife lived just two miles from the Matthews home. He denied any involvement. But a few things about Pankey made the police suspicious. A week after Janelle went missing, Pankey met with an FBI agent to report something strange he heard. His story went that someone had recently asked his father-in-law, who worked at a cemetery, about needing to have a body buried. Decades later, after Janelle's body was found, police discovered a connection between Pankey and the property on which she was found. Pankey denied all accusations and submitted a DNA sample to prove his innocence. In October of 2019, Pankey gave a public statement. In it, he asserted that Russ Ross was the last person to see Janelle enter the home and would have known that Janelle was alone. Ross had been Pankey's boss at a Greeley 7-Up bottling plant, and Pankey accused Ross of having it out for him. Pankey also believed that the cop leading the case had a connection with Ross, and that together they were trying to frame Pankey for the murder. To this day, nobody has been arrested. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more mysterious murders and disappearances, check out the ParCast original, Unsolved Murders. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free, from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Stacey Lee Nemec, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 